Hello friends and welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Edge Munster. And we have talked a fair amount on the pod in the past about DIYs, um, crafting, uh, but we've gotten a few requests to just do a full episode dedicated to making, crafting, Halloween DIYs. I'm so glad, like the timing of this was so perfect. I had a gal instagram message me today and be like hey would you ever consider doing like a, a video about halloween diys <laughs> like i'm not kidding you an hour before we recorded this and i was like hey you're gonna want to want to listen to the podcast here in a couple mm, weeks stay tuned <laughs> all right uh so just to get us in get fresh uh, my first topic is just what is your diy process like kind of when you're thinking about things like how do you get into it um i always like in in the world of writing um people refer to <laughs> you know refer to people as either a planner or a pantser as in someone who's flying by the seat of their pants uh do you relate to one of those in your crafting life uh both i think <laughs> i'm a i'm a planner to a fault but then when it like actually comes time to do it the plan usually never <laughs> right matters you know like i i think that's um one of the most like harsh truths about making anything is like you can plan as much as you want but when you get into it things are going to go yes. not how you expect yeah yeah i would say that i am I'm, I'm, I'm front load a lot. Like I like to put in a lot of, like when I think of something, like either I think of it, you know, off, it comes to me in a vision or I see, you know, <laughs> you, you have your, that's a Raven yep. moment <laughs> um, or I like, see something online that I'm like, Ooh, I bet I could make that. Um, I tend to like collect a lot of inspiration. Like I'm a big mood board person. Mm -hmm. I like to pin things and collect and I look for like, blog posts about making that kind of thing videos about making that kind of thing and i kind of like try to gather my little like hoard of information and then i just am kind of like woo and here i go and i jump in and i do it with like no like real plan for like executing it is my general process <laughs> the the adhd way as they yeah. <laughs> like first i make it my entire personality for six weeks <laughs> then i actually start the project don't make a plan and then i take eight weeks to finish it but most of it was done in the first three days Ooh, i feel <laughs> i feel so seen right now <laughs> i know i was like mid relate to this <laughs> what about you do you are you like a big like inspo girl or no uh yeah i think i mean it of course it depends on the project mm -hmm. um but yeah i think <laughs> I, I think you and I are both this kind of person where I get like fever dreams about things. Like as I'm falling asleep yes. at night, I'll like sit up and be, you know, like when you text someone at 3 a.m. and say <laughs> we, we should do a podcast, podcast like that. Uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. That kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so I think I tend to get an, a really strong idea. And then, like you said, yeah, I'm definitely a Pinterest girly. I have a whole private Pinterest board that's just called like video inspiration. Nice. And I just pin images there, even if they're not a craft oh, or yeah. something, just things that I look at that I find inspiring in some way that that 
trigger something in my brain that's like, oh, that could be something. I don't know what it is, but that could be something. Um, so I'm definitely, yeah, mood board type person. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm a YouTuber. YouTube is such a great freaking resource yeah. to just watch people make cool crap. And then, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get too far ahead of you here in the episode, but the project I just completed was very much a like full mood board and then watch 40 people do different variations on that and then kind of pick and choose what I thought was going to work for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, So we'll move on and this could fit uh, this project or you could say we will be talking about like favorite projects later in the at the end of the episode. Mm. Um, But the next thing that I kind of had was we got several questions just about like kind of how you pick a theme when you're decorating and like what kind of in like kind of realizing what DIYs you might need um, and like what kind of influences your decor choices, which I think um, for both of us, like we just said, like there's a lot of just kind of collecting images, mm-hmm. inspiration throughout the year, even if it's not like a one-to-one. I, I have a Pinterest board that I just call aesthetic <laughs> and I just add yeah. things that... I'm like, well, I like this, so I want to keep it. Yeah. And I think as far as picking themes, for me, that's one of the most helpful Mm -hmm. things because it helps me see the holes in the market, right? Like if I know, for example, with me this year, like I knew I wanted to do a really heavy Sleepy Hollow theme. There is little to no Sleepy Hollow merchandise (laughs) on the market. Um, so that helps then like, okay, I know I want to do this. I know that the product does not exist in the wild. So then what in my, and then you, and then it's just like freedom, right? Because then it's like, okay, I can imagine anything I want it to look like because I'm not basing it around something I can buy at a store. So once you kind of open that door to yourself, it's like, what does it look like in my dream vision in my head? And then what things do I need to make that happen? Um, And that, I mean, for me, that's like the, that's where the fun starts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I love what you, it's also overwhelming. I can totally like, I can totally see and respect that as well. But yeah. And I, I love what you said about like, putting things together and like seeing where there's like empty space because I feel like that's very much like I'm not as much of like a specific theme person when I decorate like I kind of but when I start like pulling out my Halloween decorations and kind of setting them up I start to see like okay like I wish I had like a larger piece to you know go in this Mm -hmm. area or oh I have a lot of these black and white things I wish I had something like this that's also black and white instead of the one that i have that's orange and that really starts getting me thinking about things that i might want to make to kind of fill those places and just make a whole a whole uh i'm waving my hands around you guys can't see (laughs) (laughs) well and also like if you're uh vintage lovers like myself Mm -hmm. and penny vintage halloween either didn't survive or it is very expensive when you come across it especially when we're talking like um pre-1950s halloween you know anything 20s to 40s most of it was paper mache and so like the the preservation of it is just not there so in that way diy can be so exciting for like i that those are things that are 
easy to recreate. Mm-hmm. I mean, not easy, not like, you know, not like, oh, I'm just going to paint this thing. But really, most anyone could make yes. <laughs> a paper mache <laughs> mask if you want to. Uh, it's going to take time and effort, but you can do it. And so, yeah, being able to capture the feeling of these decorations that were handmade Mm -hmm. most halloween stuff was handmade because people weren't producing it because halloween was so taboo at first um so i love folk art and that diy aspect because it makes it feel authentic it makes it feel true to what halloween is and was Mm -hmm. that actually leads really well into my next question well (laughs) thank you i always love when we do that and i'm like guys we don't know what the other person is talking about so like these are but we we do truly uh organic moments (laughs) but we do share two brain cells so it always kind of works out yeah the same person so um so this was a question uh, that we got from a listener which i really appreciated um which was how do you make something and enjoy it even if it doesn't match what you imagined and i think oh that is what a great such 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 a struggle for any creative person um and uh just to be a nerd i want to start off by saying that this made me think of the ira glass quote <laughs> about the creative process um so If anyone is not familiar with this, you can Google The Gap um, by Ira Glass if you want to read the whole thing. Um, But basically what he says um, in this kind of segment is saying that the reason that, you know, you want to create is because you have good taste and you know what you want to see. And the struggle is that when you start, you don't yet have the skills to match your own taste level. So it's really easy to be disappointed in what you make because you have like these really lofty visions for it and that kind of the challenge is to muddle through (laughs) those beginning phases where you're not good at something yet in order to eventually get to the point where you can do it Um, and that's something that i feel that i struggle with a lot um i definitely (laughs) i know that this is also a a classic adhd but i'm like oh i want to be good at this wait i have to be bad at it first never mind (laughs) i do not wish to do this i'm any longer i'm not instantly perfect (laughs) at it (laughs) but i think also one of the one of the ways that i do this especially with halloween is like you said a lot of this stuff you know kind of my inspirations for it is very homemade is you know folky and maybe is a little bit derpy and if i like an old halloween item that like looks kind of funky and i'm like oh look at that lumpy boy i love him why can't i love my own lumpy boy that i made (laughs) well and you know in an age of social media we also only see most people's like Mm -hmm. wins Mm -hmm. and that's i mean that's why i love shows like nailed it because i feel like that's so accurate to actual creation and if I, and I, I've tried to be better about this in the last year with my YouTube channel, like showing when things don't go the way that I thought that they were going mm-hmm. to go. Like my mantle video, I just showed that like I tried to dry brush this one pumpkin and it ended up looking terrible. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to show it because like, I think people, you know, see people like me or a multitude of other makers and are like, oh, I, I could never do that. And it's like, that's not true. I make just as many crappy things as I make great things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's part of the process. And I think you just have to kind of unplug yourself from the outcome a little bit and enjoy the fact that you're making something. Um, And 
a lot of, I, I would say 90% of the time I end up surprising myself. Like even if it doesn't come out the way I envisioned in my head, sometimes I like it a lot better than what I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, you know, you just, you never know until you try. And at the end of the day, like you made something right. that's really freaking cool. A lot of people don't even ever do that. So <laughs> yeah. And I mean, th this is something that I am bad at and could be better at, but I think a large part of it too, is also just giving yourself time and giving yourself permission to change course if necessary. Mm -hmm. Like so if the thing you are attempting to do either isn't isn't working out just based on, you know, what your personal skills are, or maybe the um, supplies that you are using are not like ideal for that. It's okay to either pause and say, you know what, this is going to turn out different than I thought. And I'm okay with that. Or it's okay to say, you know what, I really want to get the, you know, material that I need to make this exactly what I'm envisioning. And it's okay to stop. I definitely like get into a point where I'm like, there's no turning back now. Like I'm this far in, I just got to keep <laughs> pushing through. And that is in fact, not true. You do not have to keep pushing through. You can't stop and adjust on the way. Yes. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself because I've been in that exact <laughs> panic mode in the last 10 days where I'm like, you don't have to finish it if it's not what you wanted. Right. And it's <laughs> it's okay to to make something different uh, from what you wanted. Mm -hmm. So I will say in honor of this, um, do you have a, so you already mentioned kind of one, do you have any other either examples of things that turned out differently than you wanted or even just like a full out craft <laughs> fail that you would like to share with the people? Uh, yeah, I mean, lots, but I also like... <laughs> This I don't even know if this would count as a craft, but I think we've talked about this maybe once before that <laughs> the the Jason Voorhees donuts yeah. that I made this year in January, I had made those last year. I had filmed an entire video making them and they turned out so bad <laughs> that I was like, I cannot put this in good like faith, put this on the internet as even a joke. It's so bad. Um, and so that was one of those things where I was like, clearly my skills here are not like I had never tried to do yeah. that before and I, and it showed so I was like okay I'm going to learn a bit more about this technique and I'm going to come back and try again um and that's fine and then they they still weren't perfect when I did them the second time but they worked yep. <laughs> and they tasted good um I mean god multitudes my my Ouija board that I made in February uh I think I show in the video that that like transfer I completely screwed up the tra the wood transfer the first time it was awful um just like again using the wrong products not really understanding what I was doing and I had to do it again um yeah and I mean the the, the pumpkins I just finished we did a trial run on those back mm -hmm. in April on my Patreon and I hated the way they turned out. <laughs> we did, and I did it live uh, on Patreon and I'm like, oh no. and I'm like, see guys, it's <laughs> cool. Question mark. Uh, I hated them. They turned out so poorly and it was evident that like that technique I had not researched yeah. enough to really know what I was doing. Um, and I mean, the, I, that technically is one way to do it but i didn't it didn't look the way yeah. i wanted it to and so yeah i mean april was what six months ago we we reframed we went back to the drawing board i watched a hundred people <laughs> do different yeah. techniques of ways to do that and i yeah i picked out a few things that i thought 
like made sense to me for what I wanted them to look like. And I'm thrilled with how they came out this time. Um, granted, they took 12 days to make, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's a, it's a learning process. And I think people forget that sometimes about crafting, especially like, again, social media, we're so about like instant gratification. For sure really what you're doing when you're making something is learning the process of how something is made um and so you have to be okay with that learning curve and the the education process of it and and find a way to make that part fun for yourself or else it's you know not an enjoyable Mm -hmm. process (laughs) yeah i mean the first like the first two to three things that i sewed were just it it was they were oh. unusable i could not wear it Wretched. um yeah i <laughs> was extremely like i was very disappointed in myself <laughs> for things not working out and i then didn't sew again for like a year because i was like oh yep. well i'm bad at this and clearly i'm <laughs> trash yeah <laughs> and eventually had to you know get over it um and get back to it and you know look at the look at the mistakes that i made there were definitely moments where i was like i don't think this is gonna work out but i'm gonna keep on pushing and that is not that is not the way to go with sewing um you need to course correct in the process if possible once you get to the end then it's just going to be a whole lot more work and uh so definitely but like look at you now you made a ball yeah, gown i did and i i fucked up parts of those ball gowns um but like reached reached the point that i knew who well first off i had you know people to ask questions very much appreciated but also like you have to get to the point even to know how to fix your own mistakes and like what mm-hmm. you even need to look up like I feel like especially with you know things like sewing like there are so many like different like terms that you might want to pick up so i would like be doing something and i would just be like not trying to google and be like side two slippy not go together right (laughs) question mark fix (laughs) and eventually would be able to be like oh like what is what is the best way to ruffle a you know poly satin blend <laughs> and right now can like actually like have the knowledge to solve my problems which was a struggle yeah, to ask the right questions <laughs> absolutely it's true so much of it is asking questions and also like just to contradict all of my own points also sometimes you don't know if something works until you do get to the end like i I was very concerned like there was a point in time when I was making my giant mushroom hat for my birthday that I was like this is this is a huge fail like I am not even (laughs) going to be able to wear this like this looks so bad um but once I you know slap some extra trim on there I finished it up and could like shove additional (laughs) plastic bags inside uh to poof it up and I was like okay this is still not perfect but like it's definitely like it's wearable it's cute and it was worth you know kind of pushing through and working on it and i think like i've i've learned now i kept thinking you know oh when i get really good at making things i'll have like no regrets at the end of the process and that's just never gonna be like there's always room for improvement there's always something you could have done differently even if you're I mean, let's let's take our our queen and goddess just for example. For like Christine McConnell, yeah. at the end of like every video, she's like, "I would have done this differently retrospectively." Like she's making at a level that most of us can only yeah. aspire to, and she still has things that she's like, "I would have 
I would have changed this. I think it's just that's part of being a creative it person. It is. Like and, you- <laughs> and it's also it's it's good and healthy to be able to identify things that you would want to change yeah. and improve for next time while not like denigrating the thing that you did like the whole thing's trash yeah like you can you can (laughs) appreciate what you did make and also say oh i'm glad i learned x and y for the next time that i do something like this the duality of man (laughs) Uh, all right so so moving on from kind of the strictly crafty although i already started talking about sewing uh we got questions about handmade costumes and specifically which i really love last minute slash unskilled costume ideas for people who can't sew Unskilled. i love right i was like unskilled i was like bless you it's my a friend. skill issue bro bless you my friend um i am a like i am a huge fan of like felt and gluing things um like you can dress up a lot of stuff just by gluing something especially when it's a costume and you're only going to be wearing it for a couple hours like whatever yeah get that hot glue gun out baby Mm -hmm. like i i feel like you can always do a lot with a headband and you can make yourself like some little devil horns you can make some animal ears you can do all kinds of crazy stuff um make that happen anytime and I feel like craft stores always have just like lots of good stuff that you can stick on things. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's my favorite category of craft supplies. <laughs> things stick to stick on things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think you, yeah, you covered it. I would say like, also something I've really been wanting to try is to like make my own mask and i think like you could definitely without any sewing skills make like a a paper mache mask or even a cardboard like cut out a cardboard piece and then you know glue felt or whatever on top to build on top of it um or use air dry clay i mean there are lots of ways that you can you can make a costume that don't require any sewing at all for sure and i think also like there are a lot of costume pieces costume that just like depends on like putting things together in unexpected ways like you don't need even oh, to like penny and i are oh, the yeah. we're the queen of <laughs> closet cosplay yes, yeah like, just, just pull that closet cosplay like figure out like what you have that's an outfit that's basically good and then just go for it i will say my other favorite thing is to do a costume that is entirely based on your head and then you just wear all black and you're like i don't have a body um ignore that (laughs) look up here i've drawn this on my face or i've done i think i may have mentioned i don't know if i've mentioned this on the podcast before but one of my favorite um halloween costumes i'd ever i ever made which was really easy was i was (laughs) like a a mounted fawn i was like a taxidermy fawn and i made just like i just cut out a piece of cardboard to be like the plaque and i glued um some like wood grain paper to it and then i just did my makeup and i wore all black and people people loved it i gotta say i like this year i feel like we're probably gonna see a resurgence of like haunted mansion costumes Mm. like go as leota paint your face blue cut a piece of cardboard round so that it goes over your head and shoulders cut a hole in some red fabric to cover your shoulders and there you go (laughs) you're 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 leota have a great day yes you can definitely do it i also um like making like fake t-shirts like just getting like paint pens or something and decorating a t-shirt like putting like a fictional band name on there from like your favorite piece of media and suddenly you know you're a fan of that you're a you know a groupie for this band 
for mouse yeah, rat. Mouse rat spinal <laughs> tap. <laughs> That's awesome. I told Taylor. So Taylor's not a costume mm-hmm. person, which is sacrilegious in my house but that's fine um but so let's just say that uh my costume this year has to do with cereal Mm. (laughs) and i told taylor that he should follow behind me all night wearing a t-shirt that says cereal killer (laughs) and holding like a giant spoon and just follow me around and there you go boom costume (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were gonna say that he was just gonna like wear his pajamas and carry a bowl he could do that too. Do that. He does. I mean, he, that that's about the level <laughs> of effort he's willing to put into Halloween. So that that sounds good. Uh, all right. Uh, what is one of your favorite, or not one? You can tell me more than one favorite craft projects or DIYs that you've done. I think that one, your most recent one is probably on the list. Yeah, pumpkins are definitely on the list. Uh, my rotted pumpkin patch turned out pretty sweet honestly i mean again circling back to like previous conversation that is something that turned out very different than what i had in my head um but i'm happy with them i think they're very cool um probably my favorite favorite has got to be my spider i think that just that was one of those things that came out so much better than i ever thought i could make it (laughs) um and that's for me like the reason to craft right for those opportunities where you do surprise yourself and it's like holy crap i made that um honestly i feel like i've had a lot of great opportunities for that this year where things just came out wildly better than i thought they would um but yeah i I think i'm i think i'm really interested in, in sculpting more stuff that's becoming um also reasons to craft learn about skills you didn't know you had <laughs> the more things i'm making in that kind of genre um the more i'm like do i kind of have a skill set for like eyeing proportions and making you know three-dimensional sculptures so um more of that to come i think in the following year <laughs> keep your eyes to the skies excellent yeah um... what about you I mean, I feel like there's so much that I want to do still and like, especially like seeing some of I there I have like I really want to make like a paper mache pumpkin um, bucket now that that that's the thing that we're all we're seeing around. Um, So that's what I haven't done yet what I'm working on right now, which which will ideally I'll be done with it by the time this podcast comes out so hopefully my Ouija board skirt turns out well and I'm I'm proud to tell you on the podcast that I'm really happy with it but so so far it's very promising and I'm very excited I've never been so excited (laughs) for another person's DIY as I am with that I when you told me I was losing my crap and I (laughs) I mean, I see, I feel like I embarrassingly haven't done a lot of really good Halloween crafts. Like, I have a lot more, like, DIY stuff um, for other holidays. Um, But I also, I really enjoy, I found out that I really enjoyed, like, wreath making. Like, I took, like, a wreath making class, and I would love Mm. to make my own Halloween wreath. Uh, This is now a different question that I didn't ask. Now this is just (laughs) DIYs that you wanted to, which I think is actually my next question. And I just skipped ahead. Um, But 
Ooh, DIYs I want to make. Yes. We don't have time for that. Uh, <laughs> I know. Anything specific that's like kind of floating around in um, your brain? I mean, I am coming up to do something that, again, um, when this airs, hopefully that's happening. Um, I am making the Scarecrow from Sleepy Hollow, which is something I've always wanted ah. to make. Um, I don't know. I have a lot of things that I like back burner ideas <laughs> um one that comes to mind i did was that two mm -hmm. three years ago god i don't know i did the the bride the uh bridget bardot inspired bride of frankenstein and originally when that idea came to me in a fever dream in the middle of the night it was nice. monster mash and it was all the monsters as 1950s and 60s fashion icons and so i still have this like want to do the wolfman as mary tyler moore <laughs> um and to do like uh to create my own like kind of prosthetic for that and do her with like a little little flip wig and stuff that's that's something i still really really want to do which i guess is technically more of a cosplay than a diy but yeah, but, I mean, it, there would be a DIY element. Yeah, I would, I would make the, the costume and everything. Mm -hmm. So, I also, side note, we talked about this at Midsummer Scream. The one thing in this world that I want to do more than anything is make a puppet. Yes. <laughs> like a really, a really good puppet. Um, I have been obsessed with puppets since I was like 13. <laughs> I was not a popular child. <laughs> But yeah, I would love to make like a like a high level Avenue Q type puppet where it's yeah, like really, yeah. you know, elaborate. That would, would be, be super cool. cool. That would be very cool. I feel like I'm inspired. I'm inspired by you, Midge, and I'm like, oh, I want to. I want to make a custom Ouija board also. And... Oh my god, I think everyone should be making Ouija boards. <laughs> I would like to. I actually, I'm in the process right now of making another one. Yeah. Um, that I'm really, really happy with how it's coming out. I didn't do it for the channel. I just did it to enjoy myself. Yeah. But I, I'll definitely, I'll definitely post it on Instagram when it's done. It's really cool. <laughs> uh, so cool. I even actually now, now that we're talking about DIYs, we need to do. I'm remembering that last year I bought a, like a two foot tall, two to three foot tall, like um, wooden coffin, like flat coffin that I oh, was yeah. going to make into like a fun, like sign. And I have not oh gosh, done that. Yeah. So maybe that is something, maybe that'll be a fun, a fun project I can do actually, especially if I'm still borrowing this cricket and I could print out yeah. some stuff that might be a good plan. All right. We'll have to try that out. <laughs> right. I mean, we could talk about crafts and DIY forever, but I truly could. Uh, but yeah. for now, um, we are going to wrap up. Um, please do feel free to let us know about any crafts um, or DIYs that you're excited about that you've been working on. Um, and if you are enjoying the show, we would love to have your review. Um, you can leave it on your podcatcher if that allows you to. Otherwise, um, please do feel free uh, to send us one over on Instagram. And I believe Mitch has one from the DMs today. <laughs> straight from the ghouls night dms right to your ear holes uh this is from lila and they said hi ghoul friends i can't leave a review on apple music but just wanted to leave a little note saying your podcast is so spooky parentheses sometimes a little too spooky for me <laughs> 
and cozy in the best way. I listen on my way to work and I feel like I'm an Uber driver with two cool spooky ladies chatting in the back seat. <laughs> Keep up the fabulous job. <laughs> Oh, man. I love that. Thanks, Lila. That's precious. I wish that that was our job, was to sit in the back of people's cars and talk to them about spookism. <laughs> right? <laughs> Is there a market for that? Like a, a, a boober? Hmm. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, okay, we'd also well, be good for that one. Midge um, Munster has been canceled. <laughs> Midge Munster launches boober. <laughs> users very confused when she shows up and tells them about ghosts (laughs) (laughs) all right uh well hop in hop in our boober and follow us on instagram at ghouls night in pod and if you are looking for me you can find me across the internet at penny snark and you can find me all over the web at midge munster and until next time Good. Good.